2: Now, anyone who commutes to work on a daily basis will know there's been a noticeable increase in traffic with the early morning rush hour getting earlier and earlier and busier and busier. One Cork businesswoman is asking, why isn't there better commuter options? Paula Coogan is CEO of Cognite Health and uh, she joins me to share her concerns. Good morning to you, Paula. Good morning, Patricia. How are you this morning? I'm very well, thank you. Now, you particularly want to highlight people who travel from North Cork or North West Cork. You reckon they seem to have very little options except to take their car?
0: Yes, I suppose I'm a resident of that area, so I I see it on a daily basis. Um, I have been very fortunate, I suppose I was past um, Chamber of, uh, President of Cork Chamber. So I would be aware of, you know, some amazing uh, transport infrastructure that's due to happen. the CASP and uh, a a number of CMATs as well, projects. Um, And I think we've seen that on the eastern side of of the city. I know the Jack Lynch Tunnel um, and I suppose the the, the better bus routes and the cycleways um, and the train service on that side of the city has improved dramatically. And I think, you know, people are seeing it in, in their quality of life. But certainly not seeing it um, on this side of the city. And and in fact, um, as you mentioned, it's the people are commuting earlier and earlier. Where I live, there's a constant stream of traffic from about 530 onwards. It looks like it's a lot of maybe construction traffic uh, coming in early. But then a a number of people that I know who live locally who are working in the medical sector. So coming in for early shifts in the hospitals and that as well. And it's it's getting earlier and earlier. And there doesn't seem to be any other option but to get in a car as a single user and drive into work on a daily basis.
2: Yeah. And I heard of uh, somebody in the hospital sector who uh, is not due into work until eight in the morning, but uh, must get into work between half six and seven or she won't get a parking space
0: yes I mean that 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 is the reality of the case I've heard of um, of people who actually were going in and taking a, a sleep for 30 35 minutes in their car um, uh, in the hospital car park because again in in, in need of transport and, and getting in but I I think it's it's you know as I say I'm, I'm very conscious that there are plans and I think and sometimes, you know, it's it's about maybe looking as a local community and looking at other options that might be available as well. I mean, carpooling, um, I'm intrigued, you know, um, I suppose when, when my children were younger, we carpooled uh, with many other families in the area to get the, the kids to school and back into activities. Mm. That seems to happen at a certain level in local communities. But then, um, you know, as, as, as children get older and then actually adults deciding what they're going to um, maybe carpool and share as well. Well, I know. I know it's not an ideal scenario for everybody, but I got stuck this weekend uh, in in traffic there by the the Anglers Rest. I'm sure anybody travelling in from North Cork would, would yeah. have got there yeah. there as well. And I counted 75 cars that had just one individual in them. Yeah. So I mean, even yeah. taking. 10 or 11 of those cars and, and having an option of carpooling or, or some other way of, of getting in and out, as you can imagine, would have a huge impact uh, on the overall traffic coming into the, the city.
2: Yeah. And because of you know, housing shortages, because of housing prices, um, you know, houses just becoming so expensive, more and more people have started purchasing in county towns and, and in county uh, villages. Uh, yes. So we so the, the, the public transport isn't always there to accommodate people when they buy these houses.
0: Absolutely. And and, and the infrastructure has to be put in place um, at the same time as the, the housing is going in. I mean, that's, that's you know, that's basic planning um, legislation should require for that. So, again, I just had a quick look because I like to use my stats. I mean, North Cork has seen a, a huge increase in, uh, well, a huge, about 6 or 7% in the CSO stats uh, in population, mm. uh, you know, which is very welcoming. I, I worked in, in uh, IRG Dohollo many moons ago. From a leader perspective, it's great to see, you know, rural towns again, um, having people coming back to live in them. But, again, the transport opportunities have to be there. And, as we know, working from home has been a, a really good option for, for a number of people and has allowed them to base themselves further out from the city, but, you know, as employers, are now requesting that people come back in um, it is certainly I can see having an impact on travel and it's very stressful as everybody knows You know, particularly when we've had the bad weather in the last couple of weeks of thinking well, I'm going to have to leave another 35, 40 minutes earlier just to make sure that I, I can get into work on a daily basis yeah, it's on taking, time as well. It's
2: taking from people's quality of life and that famous work-life balance that we're always uh, talking about. And somebody else is pointing out, even if there are uh, buses uh, and trains available, they're not always at the right times. This particular listener is on shift work. A bus or a train out yeah. of North Cork will never get her in on, on time. I mean, that's another issue, isn't it? It's the time and the frequency of the buses and the trains.
0: It is. And again, I think, you know, looking at, at uh, aspects like park and ride services, you know, that people can come to a certain point and then the bus is there. I mean, there's, you know, in, in, in a rural community, there's never going to be a bus sitting outside your door. And I think everybody is, is accepting of that. But again, if there was some option and an earlier um, start, I think, as well for, for bus connects coming in from certain areas would make a huge difference and would take that pressure off people sitting in traffic for effectively, you know, 40, 45 minutes per day, um, which, as you say, adds stress in the morning and adds stress in in the evening as well. And I would comment as well, I think, you know, third level students, we've seen a huge, as we all know, number of students whose families just cannot get student accommodation or cannot afford it. And they're commuting in and out now on a regular basis as well. So they're sitting in traffic. Um, on a regular basis. And again, I think carpooling there would be a huge, you know, benefit. I know my my own, uh, I have three sons who are are back and forth in the city and, and they do that on a regular basis. But again, it's just, I think, being innovative and thinking outside the box about what can be done in the short term because as i say medium to long term there there are some really great transport initiatives to come but um i think it's you know action is needed now and i think it's that as i say that joined up thinking between communities the transport providers um, and employers as well just being mindful of their employees having to to travel in, you know, is there a need to be in the office four days a week
2: or yeah, yeah. Will
0: three days a week or two days a week work it, and support
2: them? It's interesting that you, you mentioned park and ride because I was only reading in the Echo uh, this morning that the Cork City Council actually had a discussion on uh, park and ride. I saw, you know, a lot of the councillors are saying that they want to see an increase in, in the park and ride uh, facilities and CMATs that, that you mentioned, the Cork Metropolitan Area Transport Strategy. Uh, but there's going to be a wait on that because, you know, that development is up to 24. I think a lot of people are saying, you know, we need them now. But I thought it was interesting. One, I think it was a Green councillor made the point that, I quote, people use their cars because the bus service is not reliable. And the bus service is not reliable because too many people are using their cars, especially for short trips. So you're damned if you do and damned uh, if you don't. Yeah, certain- it is a,
0: it's a bit of a catch-22. Yeah, but I do think is. that, you know, the proof has been there in the past. If you look at, um, you know, a bus link, the, the, the colleague to Carigal line route that was uh, expanded during covid and additional services put on um effectively running 24 hours a day people have used it i mean the the level of usage if you build it they will come if there is an alternative option rather than sitting in your car um day in day out people will use it but again it's, it's just as i say about being innovative in thinking and as i say myself i mean i think the carpooling option as well um is something that people may consider because you will have you know people who are coming into the same you know the university as we mentioned the the hospitals etc and maybe there's an option there for two or three to come together and carpool i know when i when i travel in in the mornings um i carpool with with two other people and um you know you do feel you're doing your bit for the environment you're catching up um, and, you know, as I say, if there was at even 20% of the cars um, on the road at the moment were taken off it, it would mean everybody would get into work um, and have a, a little bit more peaceful day. Yeah,
2: I can see a lot of people are, are certainly saying well done to you for uh, highlighting it, including Jur from uh, Turk says well done to that Cork businesswoman uh, who's Paula Coogan. Uh, I really hope that she is uh, listened to and so many people, are. somebody else is saying we talk so much about climate change and the need for all of us to reduce our carbon uh, emissions. Uh, We simply need to invest more in uh, public transport. And that's it in in a nutshell. Everyone will benefit
0: everybody will benefit and again i um, you know i'm um, i suppose i have had family who've lived in in, in this area i mean 20, i'm 25 kilometers from the city center who would have spoken about the really good transport infrastructure that existed in the past and it was a lifeline for people um for for traveling in and out and particularly for you know older people who who don't have other options and i know the the, the bus connect and the connect links are you know it's a really valuable service for some areas um of the county but again i think the expansion of of that program would be really, really welcome and um, would support the local communities um, in being able to not get into a car on a daily basis. And as I say, I think the majority of people want to do the right thing from, mm. um, from an environment perspective, but really uh, they don't have options. But then if you're putting people into cars that are expensive, that cost, you from a tax and insurance perspective, and as we see, you know, from the the, um, the RSA um, reports, you know, accidents are increasing um, on the road, and an awful lot of that is because of people um, being under pressure, rushing around. I mean, I've seen locally here, and um, people travelling in on e-scooters in the morning. They could be travelling in maybe twenty kilometres on an yeah. e-scooter. They were never designed to be on the roads next to arctics and not, not uh, how busy
2: the roads are not travel. how busy the roads are okay no, but again, All right, I've got when they leave.
0: don't have an option they have to do it i, I have to leave it, it there Greeks paula listen thank you and good to talk
2: it. to you as well thanks for that that thank is uh, paula Bye. coogan uh, bye-bye a uh, cork city uh, businesswoman she's ceo of Cognite health just uh, talking around the whole thing of commuting and the amount of people that are stuck in traffic in the morning and again in the evening time so